Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have Tammy Jones from Monroe, Louisiana. Welcome, Tammy. Hi, Angel. Thank you for having me today. Well, I heard you speak this summer at Whited Bible Camp when you and your husband, Bishop Benny Jones, was at uh, the camp, and you shared a little bit about your testimony, and I was wondering if you would share that with our listeners today. Yes, I would be glad to. You know, one of the things that we find around the, the church today is that so many people have lost their hope and their vision. We have so many hurting people in the church. It's not just outside the church, but it's within the church that we need to be healed. And so we have a very unique story, and, and I just believe that this can be an encouragement um, to other people, especially to a lot of women who are going through situations. So I'll just take a few minutes to kind of share what God has done in my life and what he's brought me through. Um, I was raised in a Christian home uh, as an only child, and I was I was Baptist. My parents went to a Baptist church, and, you know, if the doors were open, we were there. Uh, my parents were very uh, faithful to their denomination, and I'm very thankful for my heritage in the church. I was grounded and rooted in the Word of God. And I always felt like God had something for me to do. And I never quite understood, you know, as a young girl, how He would use me. But I got married at 19, and uh, I was married to a music minister, and we eventually went on the road as music evangelists. We had two boys. We raised our children on the road. We stayed out for nearly close to 10 years, living in uh, buses and fifth wheels and traveling from church to church, much like what um, Benny and I do today. But we had our inner our struggles on the inside, you know. You learn being in ministry to put your happy face on, but, uh, to go in front of people and, and minister to them while, you know, you're having your own problems. But um, in the year 2001, things took a great turn. My mom passed away with Lou Gehrig's disease, uh, or ALS. And that was a very devastating thing for me. My mom and I were very, very close. 21 days later, my husband left. We had been married for 17 years, uh, worked very, very diligently in our ministry. And in man's eyes, we were very successful in what we did. But my world crashed, literally crashed. And during this time, I found myself in a very devastated place. Um, everything that I had known, every comfort that I had known, uh, finances were gone, you know, mother was gone, husband was gone, ministry was over, and we had homeschooled our children, so all of a sudden I had to try to figure out how to become a breadwinner and put my children in school. Every aspect of life changed during that time, and, you know, I can remember taking my children to school and it, it seemed like my car would drive me home. I, I was so so out of it during that time. But I would come home, Angel, and there were so many days that I would just lie down in the floor with my Bible and cry out to the Lord. And and honestly, if I didn't, if I had not had my children, I'm not sure I would have really had the desire to to keep on living at that time. But I would just cry out to the Lord. I said, God, there's just got to be more. There's got to be more than what I know. And, and God, I need you to send me some help. I'm not going to make it if you don't. It's, you know, you can spend your life in ministry, and you can pray for other people, and you can, you can have the wisdom to, to tell other people what they need to do in their time. 
of, of discouragement, but when, when it hits home, it's a different story. And at this time, I certainly needed everything that, that I had ever put out, plus some. But isn't it amazing that we can think that we are on a path, and all of a sudden, God can move in and totally change the direction of our life, and we don't even really know what's going on. During that time, I began to teach piano lessons, and um, God just happened to send a black Pentecostal preacher to me, and he, he wanted me to teach him how to play in church, and, and I thought, well, I can do this. Well, he found out what we what we had done, and he, he kept asking me to come to the thing at his church. He started a church, and every week he would ask me, please come to my church, and every week I would say, no, I don't sing. I don't sing by myself. That was our family. Please don't ask me again. He never stopped. Finally, one week he came and he said, look, we're going to have a white speaker. We want a white singer. Would you please come? So with that, I said, okay. Quite honestly, I went to, to that night to get him just to get him to shut up. I didn't want to hear it anymore. So I went out of obligation. But little did I know what God had waiting for me that night, that my life would completely take a new direction and change. I went there, I set up, I sang my songs, I heard the white speaker speak, but then a black lady got up and she was a powerhouse and she spoke and so touched my life. And of course I was in such a desperate place at, at that point in time that I, I was just definitely on the receiving end of things. When she got through, she went in the, in the restroom and I followed her in there and I said, lady, I don't know what you have, but I want it. I've got to have it. And she said, well, come back out here with me. She gathered those black people around me, and they began to pray with me until I received the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And that night, my life changed and has never been the same since. It's really funny. As I look back, I, I, I got to my car after after everything was over, and I was so drunk in the Spirit, I, I I just said, Lord, if I get stopped tonight, I'm getting a DUI, and nobody's going to understand in my family what has just happened to me. Because growing up Baptist, we didn't believe in speaking in tongues. You know, I've never seen anybody healed in church. We didn't walk down and ask for people to pray for us like that. It's a very different scenario. I've never been around the prophetic ever in my life. And Miss Jackie became a, a mother to me at a time when I so needed a mother, a mother figure in my life. She was is a modern day prophetess, and little did I know how she was going to uh, input so much into my life because she's taught me, she's mentored me, and she she's still in my life. And and I am so thankful that even when I didn't know what was going on all that time, that God had such a great plan for me. During this time, uh, in days, soon days afterward, God just began to put people in my life that were spirit-filled and uh, people that I had never had an association with. And I had I met this friend, and he took me to dinner one night, and he said, you know, Tammy, he said, about 10 years ago, I began to really write things down that I wanted God to do because he said, you know, his word says that without a vision that people will perish and that we should write the vision down. And he said, as I look back over that list that I wrote down 10 years ago, he said, everything that I asked God to do, he did. 
He said, and Tim, he would have done more for me had I asked him to do more. And he said, actually, he did. He blessed me beyond measure. But he said, write your visions down for your life. So I, I, I went home that night, and I thought, you know, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that. I took out a pad, a pen, and I began to just write some things down that I really wanted God to do. Well, there were two things specifically that I asked for. Number one, I was believing God for a husband. I, I, I just asked God, I said, God, I, I want a godly husband. I'm tall. I want a tall man. I want somebody that's nice looking. I want somebody that loves the Lord with all his heart. A man that will love my children, that will understand the call of God on my life. And and God, if he don't mind, I don't want him to be broke. I've lived broke for a long time. And then the second thing was um, I asked God for a home. And uh, I, I had not had a, a great place to live in quite some time and had struggled so much financially. And I just described it. I said, Lord, I want a four-bedroom home. I, I want a, a prayer room, a big kitchen, a home that has water near it, and a, a place that will be a refuge uh, for me as well as other people that I can invite into this home. And I knew that that would have to be a God thing uh, for sure, but... But nonetheless, I wrote it down. And, and I began to learn during this time that I didn't have to keep begging God for the things that I asked him for, but, but I just needed to thank him. And I would go by that list, and every day I would just say, thank you, God. I don't know how you're going to answer my prayers, but I thank you for it. During that time, I had moved back to my father's home, and my father became ill, and of course, being an only child, I was the only one to take care of him. I lived with him for five years on the back side of his house, and it seemed as though that if I had not been through enough, life just got even more difficult. And I can remember Angel sitting in that room, crying, crying out to the Lord, lonely, lonelier than I had ever been, and just asking God, why am I here? Why have you told me these things over these years, how you wanted to use me? And I'm sitting here taking care of my sick father, and I don't go anywhere. I have no money. And, you know, during this time, Miss Jackie, would, she would tell me, she said, Tammy, wait on God. He's got something really spectacular for you, and he's going to use you, but you must be willing to wait on him. And during that time, while I was living with my dad, I finally found a church in our hometown, uh, a Pentecostal church, and there was a preacher there who who operated greatly in the gift. And uh, the first time I went there, he said, he said, I don't know your name, but he said, I'm telling you, God's got great things in store for you, and he's going to use you. And, and he said, and there's going to be love in your life again. He said, there will be a man that's going to come in your life that will be older than you are. He's going to have white hair. It's going to come down on his neck a little bit. He said, your life is going to change so much that you will not believe it. And it's going to happen so fast when it does happen. It's going to be like a whirlwind around you. But you will be busier than you've ever been in your life. Well, during this time, you know, I'm hearing all these things. I'm hearing the confirmation from certainly more than one source. But it is very difficult when we have to wait and we do not see the, the evidence of our promises. But, you know, during this time, I was sitting in that room, I cried, I waited, and it seemed like God was a million miles away. 
But I can promise you that during that time, God taught me who he was. During the time when I, I had no money, I had a very difficult time trying to pay bills. I just got to the point, I said, God, if this is what you've called me to do, if you want me to truly wait on you and what you have, then, you know, I have a car. I have a car note. If you want to take my car, take it. Give me a bicycle, whatever. I, I'm trying to follow you, but I need your help. And, you know, it wasn't too long. I had a relative who went to the casino and won a, a, a large amount of money. And he didn't just catch me up on the payments that were behind, but he paid my car off. And there were just many things like that. It, it would take too much time for me to tell of how God just miraculously continued to intervene in my life. He provided in ways that are just, would, would be unimaginable to most people. Uh, I was one of those people that, you know, I went to the mailbox and there would be a check in the mail or somebody would knock on my door and have packs of groceries. But I will say this. When God calls you to do something, if you're willing to wait, if you're willing to wait him out, no matter how hard it is or no matter, you know, what the journey seems it may be, if we're willing to go through the process to wait on what God has for us, we will see him provide. So often we want to make a way for ourselves when God is saying, if you'll sit back, I'll do this thing for you. But he taught me during that time. He taught me things that I could have never learned otherwise. Well, in uh, 2012, through a series of events of a friend of mine and one of Benny's sisters, we were introduced through the telephone. And uh, we, uh, we got on the phone and began to talk. And the second conversation that I had with Benny, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, uh, you're going to marry this man. Well, little did I know that the Lord also spoke to Nene and said, you're going to marry her. But we didn't, we didn't tell each other what we had heard from the Lord. And uh, one of the first conversations, this is what Nene said to me. He said, I'd like for you to pray about something with me. He said, I built a house several years ago, and it's not finished. And he said, the economy crashed, and I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I don't know why it hasn't sold. Well, I said, describe your house to me. And he said, well, it has five bedrooms, it has a big kitchen, it has a big pond, stocked full of fish, out right beside it. And I'm sitting here looking at my list that I've written, uh, describing the home that I want, and I'm, I'm thinking, wow, this is a little bit ironic. Well, long story short, in about two weeks' time, Benny and I knew that we that this was God and that we were going to be married. And, and uh, Benny was so sweet and kind to me, and I knew that he could see some of the things that God had in store for my life. And one of the things that Miss Jackie had prophesied to me about, uh, she had told me, she said, Timmy, the man that God has for you is going to treat you like a queen. You'll never go through any type of abuse or abandonment. God is, is going to bring this man that's going to come into your life. He's going to be so good to you. Well, two weeks after Benny and I started talking, we realized this, that God was in this. We had confirmation from the Lord. Well, he came through, through my, my hometown, Meridian, Mississippi, and we met for the first time. We met knowing that we were going to get married. We'd never laid eyes on each other. And we sat down at the table at a restaurant. And then he looked at me and he said, I just want you to know, I'm going to treat you like a queen the rest of your life. He had no way to know 
the, the prophetic word that has, had been spoken uh, to me concerning him. And it, things happened exactly like my pastor has told me. Very quickly, within a week, he put a ring on my finger. Uh, within two months, we were married. And exactly like he said, uh, everything happened very quickly. We have been on the road in ministry um, since then. And, you know, it is so amazing how unrealistic our story is. Most people find it very, very hard to even fathom that we could talk on the phone for two weeks and know that we were going to get married. But, you know, when God is in a thing, God works in ways that we don't understand or can't comprehend. But I want to say this. There are, there are people who maybe are not believing for a spouse. Maybe, uh, maybe you have children that are wayward. You know, maybe, um, maybe there are illnesses that you're dealing with. But we must remain in our faith and hope in, in the Lord. You know, Lamentations 3.25 says, The Lord is good to those whose hope is in Him, to the one who seeks Him. And I, I just want to say that no matter where you are or what your, what your need is, we serve an Almighty God who already knows the end from the beginning, who knows what we have need of. But what He wants is, is our hearts to be completely completely sold out to Him, where we are willing to seek Him at all costs, even when we don't see how it's going to turn out. Waiting on the Lord is one of the most difficult things that we can ever do. It's one of the easiest things spoken to say, oh, just wait on the Lord. But what do you do during your wait? You don't stop. You don't quit praying. You don't quit seeking. But, but you wait on His guidance. You wait on His leadership. And, you know, our story is just such a testimony of the grace of God in our lives. Benny had lost his wife and granddaughter in an accident nine years ago. And, uh, you know, he kept on with his ministry, but was very lonely. But, you know, he never thought he would get married again. He never really felt like there was anybody that would want to uh, keep up with him out on the road with the schedule that he has. And here God took a girl who had been on the road in ministry. That's what my background was. God knows all things. He knows what we have need of. And, and his provision is greater than what we can even imagine. And I, I just want to say one other thing, just a, a brief testimony of, of how God knows the desires of our heart. Um, several years ago, I had asked the Lord a specific prayer request. I, I had battled with uh, some issues in my early childhood in sickness and taken medication that had really ruined my teeth. And so I'd gone through a series of just different things. Uh, they were very discolored, and and I'd had to have caps and all this kind of stuff. And so several years ago, I just I prayed and I asked the Lord, I said, God, I want my teeth to be redone. I, I want my teeth to be pretty and and I, there's no way that I can afford for this to, to take place. And and I, I just, that was another thing that I just trusted God to do. And I began to thank him for it. Well, on my journey, I wound up in Alaska several years ago. And the first night I was there, I sat down to dinner with one of the premier dentists and his wife in Alaska. 
And we began to discuss my situation with my teeth. And he said, you know, you know I was telling him that I, I needed them redone. He said, yeah, I can see you need some help. But he said, if you'll show up at my office in the morning at 8 o'clock, we'll discuss your teeth. Before I left that place, that man had put $10,000 worth of dental work, new teeth, in my mouth, did not charge me a dime. And this is what he and his wife told me. We believe God has a call on your life, and we believe that we're going to see your shape on books, pamphlets, billboards, and we're making an investment in your life. And I just want to say, you know, the Word says that when we delight ourselves in the Lord, that He will give us the desires of our heart. God knows every desire that we have. And if He loved me so much that He would fix my teeth, which is not something that I had to have redone, that was... That was a desire. But if God loves me that much, how much more does he want great things for us? How much more does he want our, our spiritual lives to be heightened more than we can even imagine? God wants for us to have the desire, but as I said, he wants us to seek him and for him to be to be first in our lives. And he has so much for us that we cannot comprehend. And I just want to say to the people who are, who are listening to this broadcast today, if you are without hope, find your hope and your security in the Lord. You may find that people are not there for you and friends are not there and people have left you and it seems lonely or it seems desolate. And oftentimes we feel like we're in a prison. But, it, you know, I, I heard somebody say years ago, don't miss your prison, because it is it is in those times of loneliness, it is in those times of despair, that God and only God can come down and meet us in those very darkest places. And if we are willing to walk through those times so that God can refresh us and do the work that He wants to do, oh, how we will re- reap the rewards that he has for his children. Wow. So God has been very faithful. God has been so good. And I will never get over the graciousness of what God has done in my life. Well, Tammy, what an incredible testimony, as you said, of God's faithfulness and, and putting hope back in you. And we're going to have to make this a, a uh, in two parts because you're just your testimony is so great I wanted the listeners to hear that um, but would you end the broadcast today with prayer praying for our listeners yes I will be glad to father I just come to you today in the name of Jesus Lord I thank you for the blood of Jesus I thank you for your faithfulness in our lives and God I just praise you that you that you know us that you see our hearts that, that you do know us our beginning from our end. And Lord, even when we struggle, even when we stray, God, you still have plans and purposes for us. God, I thank you for what you've done in my life and Benny's life. I thank you, Lord, that you put love in our in our hearts again, Lord, that, that you healed two hurting people. And God, I know that there are people out there today that are hurting, that are in despair. And God, I just thank you that you know their needs, that you know their desires, and you know their wants. And God, I thank you that you are able to meet them where they are. God, I pray that these listeners today will have the strength to trust in you, to wait upon you so that they will be filled with your spirit, so that they will see your handiwork in their lives. And God, I just speak blessings. 
upon the listeners today, God. I speak blessings, Lord, and I thank you. I thank you, God, that you are our healer. God, that, that you are our provider, that you are our source of strength and that refuge and that rock, Lord, that we speak and that we can lean on. God, we praise you today in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, thank you, Tammy, and thank you, listeners, for joining me today. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments.